The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Okay. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908s, where life is great. Welcome back to the show, Shoot Your Shot. Paul Sutter, the chosen one. John Grossi, the boss man. John, I'm famous. I'm extremely famous after the article that Mike Gardabasio wrote about me in the Millican Dungeon. Did you see it? Were you in it? Of course I was in it. I was the main character. No, I didn't. I, so I, I didn't click on it. Uh, let me just read you something really, really quick. Probably the greatest piece of journalism that's probably ever been written. It seemed like something that really no one but weirdos who went to Milliken care about. Slater, who was an honors student in Milliken's Quest Magnet, in addition to a quarterback, said he's glad he grew up in the era that he did, even if it wasn't that long ago. Mm. That really brings down the uh, viability of the Quest Magnet program by tossing your name into that arena well it just goes to show you how uh much of an, a stud that i was he let he left some things off about me uh in fact i was a three-sport athlete not just the quarterback of the team um and i uh he also left out some of the co- things i did in college uh basically an all-american at uh Biola university i don't know if you've heard but uh wow so let me Are explain we- to you real quick okay. well, go ahead well, we're going to talk about real fame because you're just talking about this one article. Meanwhile, I have a tweet that's absolutely going off right now. My dream come true. I like, I liked, I liked what you said. You know what? This is what I was thinking the, the it's other night. Still getting legs. I just RT'd it. That's why. Uh, I was thinking the other day, or yesterday when I saw it, that you would have been great. Like, if you're like 20 years old right now, you'd be pretty funny. Like you'd be good. Right. Like you, cause you, you're late to the party. You think you're hip and you try to like follow the trends so that the 20 years, 20 year old people are doing. Uh-huh. So everything that you say now on Twitter is not funny to people that are our age. Does I think I'm just, sense? I think, I think late to the game is the key. I, I just don't think I get it. I don't all of social media. Like, you know what I was saying about the other day? I'm still not good at like some people just like know how to send selfies of themselves and like everyone's been doing it for years. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what what you what does that mean when you say nobody colon I don't understand what that means. Oh, it's hot on the meme culture right now. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, you you're on the meme train. I'm on you, the meme train. That I'm glad that you did well on that tweet because your memes are very bad. <laughs> I don't think so. There are a lot of people like them. A lot is like four people out of there's a lot of people in the in the country. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Okay, well let's just let's just quick twi- check the numbers on Twitter right now. I did this pretty good tweet about. Well, anyway, you can follow me at John Grossy nine hundred eight if you want to see it. Uh, the current numbers are thirty retweets and one hundred thirty eight likes. That's pretty good. Now some people get more than that, but that's vi- that's viral in John Grossy standards. Because I usually get like five likes and no retweets. Yeah, let's uh, let's go. Actually, let's go to the let's break it down. I'll break it down for you. I'll break it down for you. Let's go to the numbers here. John Grossi. Let me look you up. John Grossi 908. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's look it up. So you got 162 followers. Yeah. Which is like basically everybody that follows you liked your tweet type of thing, which is pretty impressive. So the last one you had, 30 retweets, 139 likes. Let me read it for people that don't have Twitter. Okay. It says, any patriotic holiday, colon, couple uh, paragraph, couple returns, uh, nobody, colon, nothing, nothing was said. I don't see, I don't get it. Couple paragraphs later. Every dad in Long Beach, colon. I think I'll wear my Joe shirt today. <laughs> How come you just didn't say every dad in Long Beach wears their Joe shirt? Is that that's just because this would get See, more you likes? Don't, you don't get the form. This would get more likes? Yeah, I mean this is just this is just hot right now. You don't you don't say something Oh, so you did this for the likes. You don't say something in Spanish to a to a culture that's speaking French. Does that make sense? I, this is the this is the form that Twitter is speaking right now. Okay, I get it. You so you okay, I get it. I actually did it for nine oh eight Instagram. That's the only reason I put it on our Instagram story. Okay, but I had to do the tweet so that I could have the format for Instagram. Does that I like make that. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Okay, and so I didn't do it lot for likes because you don't get likes on Instagram stories. You, oh, you don't, don't get anything. I I get it. Well, you could get shares or like replies. Right. All right. So that thirty one and one forty. That's a pretty good ratio. Because your next tweet. You can't spell traffic without AF. Zero retweets, zero likes. <laughs> Which is a shame. So that, was that not pretty good? I thought that one was better than your other one. Well, thanks for liking and retweeting I, I, it. I actually asshole. just saw it today. Yeah. I, I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass you myself. You can't spell traffic without AF. That's pretty good. That's uh. That's actually not too bad. I, hey, I'm right on board with you, buddy. That was that was epic. All right. So we're both famous, honestly. That's it. That's it. Uh. Let's get to the show. Got a couple things before. We have an interview with we got an interview with Jim Gavin, the creator of Lodge 49. Your favorite show on television. Yeah, can we he's, can we he's just basically claim? you? Yeah. I don't know. We you, you got to you got to listen to the interview because <laughs> the the guy's John Grossi. And I was it was very embarrassing for me. I haven't re- re-listened the interview yet, but I was basically being like a little schoolgirl because I was so excited. You were a fanboy, without yeah, question. It was pretty, yeah. I, as soon as he left, I was like so embarrassed. I, I haven't, I only watched half of one episode, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to be all in. It's tough for me. The Bachelorette's back. Mm-hmm. Riverdale, ever seen it? Good show. That one's back on Netflix. So once I finish those, I'm, I got a green light. Got it. So before, the, before we get to that, let's uh, finish up some stuff. So, this girl in Long Beach last year finished like 19th in the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Well, she's back. She's back and better than ever in a big way. They're going to be competing at the Spelling Bee, the Scripps National Spelling Bee, the one on ESPN. That's sick. She's going to be competing today, Thursday. So we'll see if she could beat her. She's an eighth grader at Stanford Middle School. Her name is Dina Miranda. We did an article on her last year, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know. It seems crazy. She just won't stop spelling. Like this was she had she did it in sixth grade. Then she did in seventh grade. Now it's eighth grade. But like this doesn't like what so what? She's gonna be a good speller? Like she's gotta be spending all her time learning to spell words. I think so. Where does that get you? Well, I, like you're not better than Word, Microsoft Word. Yeah. No, I agree. So there's no point. Well, I agree. 
I, I mean, I think it's sick just because she's going to be on ESPN. Like, that's the, we're sick. not going to be. You know right. what I mean? But that's, well, you never know, I But guess. that's her, like, even you could say, like, okay, we we were, well, I was probably never going to make it to the NBA, right? Right. Well, you, like, look at you. Look at me. But even before, like, when I was a kid, you're like, ah, you never know. What if he gets this growth spurt? What if he's unbelievable? At least there is a platform where people are making money. No one's making money spelling. Well, you never know. With Instagram and whatnot, look, you spelled everything correctly in your tweet, and it just popped off. You could probably yeah. get a sponsor. Mm. So I'm just saying. Also, the 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 director of the spelling bee or whatever. First off, what is I don't know what scripts is. Yeah, I don't like scripts. You National? saying that word makes me think it's like it should just be the spelling bee, the one that's on ESPN. But I guess there's a and there shouldn't be any other spelling bees. No, there should be just one. I agree, just one one a, spelling a, bee. There's a lot of little ones around the country that lead, lead up. into yeah. one, yeah. Exactly. So the director of the Spelling Bee or something said that the Spelling Bee's purpose is to increase, like, student vocabulary and get people to, like, use these words in conversation and stuff like that. But if you're if you're trying to increase vocabulary, then, like, don't make all these ridiculous words. Like nobody's gonna say some of the words right. that are are spelled, so they're basically just creating a divide between the people who know words with more mm-hmm. than six syllables and people that only know two syllable words like me and you. Right. Plus, society's going the other way, Paul. True. Society's getting rid of long words. We don't want them. We don't need them. Acronyms are in right now, John. I don't know if you've heard. Acronyms are in AF right SA. now. Sure are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, good luck to this girl, though. Like, I'm. I'm oh yeah, good luck, her. good luck, good luck. What if she wins? This is her last year, by the way, because you can only be in eighth grade. Eighth grade's the last year, dude. How are people winning like as like fifth graders? Dude, I couldn't. I was a good speller. Yeah, of course. Spellings, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that tough. Well, it is. It's just you just memorize all the tricky words. That's it. That's it. Everything else is just sound out. Well, hey, when did you win your spelling bee back in the day? See, I saw everyone talking about their. I don't. I don't remember having one. I did. I lost. It was second grade though. Hmm. Second grade spelling bee. I I was. I finished top four. I lost really? on temperature. That's which tough. is a bullshit word, by the way. I don't. Think I, I think I I've said that on this show. Temperature is a bullshit word. Yeah. It's because some. It was probably some German that put it together. Mm-hmm. Like some Albert Einstein freaking nerd probably created the word temperature. Yeah, it's not a good one. I don't think I had a spelling bee. You didn't? Either that or I lost. You probably lost because you would have remembered. <laughs> I won the Patrick Henry speech contest in fifth grade. Oh, yeah. They tell us, sir, that we are weak. I nailed it, though. I wish, Dude, I wish it was on video. It's got Somebody's got to have it. Someone's got it. Miss Cheek, fifth grade. I remember like it was yesterday, Patrick Henry Elementary School. Good dual immersion program. That's why I speak Spanish so well. Mm. I wasn't in the classes, but some of the kids, they were able to speak to me in Spanish. Nice. All right. Let's get to the interview. Jim Gavin, in studio, creator of Lodge 49, this wild-ass magical show based in Long it's Beach. Not wi- see, it's not wild magical. It's just a hint of magic. I No, I'm not saying... It's wild, comma, magical. It's a wild show. Is it not a wild show? I don't know if it's that wild of a show. What do you mean? What do you mean wild? It's not like Girls Gone Wild. That's a wild show. 
wild. Like it's like it's good. Hey, how come they don't do those commercials anymore with Girls Gone Wild? Yeah, but that's like past like midnight on like Comedy Central. Yeah, on Comedy Central. <laughs> I just don't. But they probably do. I don't watch oh, yeah, Comedy Central right. anymore. You're probably right. Like all I do is watch ESPN. Those are wild commercials. Yeah. Do you ever buy one? No. Mm, sad. You? No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's sad. All right. All right. Let's get to the interview. Jim All Gavin right. in studio, Lodge 49 creator. Greg the male nurse. Wow. That's great. We have a very special guest with us in studio live, 908 studio. We have the creator of Lodge 49, Jim Gavin. Jim, thanks for joining the show. Appreciate it. Very happy to be here, guys. J- uh, Lodge 49 comes out. The new season, second season, August 12th. Is that right? That's right. 10 p.m. AMC. Mm-hmm. John loves this show, by the way. I mean, I'm going to give you a compliment, and then I'm going to, and then we'll see what you do with it, mm-hmm. because I think this is the greatest show of all time. <laughs> but I'll take it. But here's the but. I don't ever watch any shows. <laughs> yeah, that's actually so like Whatever good. that thing with, with the Winterfell or whatever the hell everyone else is talking about. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. So. You're our. Uh, you're the ideal audience for Lodge 49, so uh, appreciate that. <laughs> he, yeah. But I do, I can't, and actually I'm kind of pissed because I rewatched it this week, mm-hmm. the whole thing, just to uh, get ready for this. Yeah. And it's just like, it's bullshit. I want to know what happened. <laughs> 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 like, I'm pretty pissed. John, so John told me to start watching the show, and I knew the, sh- the show was epic mm-hmm. because he was watching it. Because he doesn't watch anything, like I said. Yeah. He's watched King of Queens, Seinfeld, and... <laughs> Family Guy. And Family Guy. Yeah. Back to back for years now. 26 years now. Yeah. All right. So let's get down to business here. You're the creator of the show, Lodge 49. It's got a lot of similarities to Long Beach, no? Uh, Yeah. No, it's Long Beach is at the heart of it. Uh, It's set there. Yeah. Um, We are currently shooting uh, here in Long Beach. Um, And the kind of history and the the kind of that intangible long beach quality that uh is at the heart of the show and you know i i I write towards that and in many ways the show is is a love letter to long beach which i i is a very distinct place in my mind and um uh yeah so we're trying to honor that and the everyone on our show you know the question is asked like do how do they represent the city and and uh, certain aspects of the city, certain geographical areas of the city. Um, so yeah, it's it's absolutely uh, crucial. Um, in production, there's a great trick in this. We actually shoot uh, most of our show in Atlanta. Um, we have our sound stages and stuff there, uh, and the, but then we get ten days, uh, per, you know, uh, to shoot in Long Beach, and that's what we're doing right now. And we're we're just trying to hit um, places that. Uh, any anyone from the city would would recognize and kind of feel feel that uh, Long Beach quality. Long, there's a lot of stuff shoots in Long Beach. There's a lot of, always a lot of filming here, but it's always for other places. We're shooting Long Beach itself. Um, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, I, I would describe it as a as a big love letter to the city. And it, it's one aspect of the show, dude. And you absolutely nail it. I was like. The way just like the lifestyle of like the, the big corporations versus the small businesses and, and like the kind of holding on to the past and like this, it's it's pretty amazing show. Uh, where did you grow up? What schools? Um, so I, I was born in Long Beach. Uh, when I was little, I moved to Orange uh, or Anaheim, then Orange. Um, 
So I mostly grew up in Orange County. My dad's from Long Beach. He went to Poly. Met my mom in Long Beach, um, and all our family was here. So I was, yeah. I was here a lot. But the fact that I was, it was always a big deal for me to like cross the border into Long Beach, and it kind of always had a mythic quality to me. My earliest memory is being on the Strand in Belmont, like seeing ships in the harbor. Um, so it's always lived uh, in my imagination. Um, I'm about to lose a lot of cred with you guys. Um, so I went to Modern Day. Which is the great shame. I'm in the shame of my father. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it was, no, fun. Fun. it was fun interviewing you. And you can just, uh, that's, that's, that's I'll that pretend nice. I got in here. Yeah. Oh, cut that part out. It's Holy okay. smokes. Thank, thank God. Yeah, no, I'm the shame of my father. <laughs> oh, my God. St- he still goes to Long Beach, you know, watches all the Long Beach Poly games. Oh, Jeez. goodness. Um, so, yeah. So he's this my dad. fraud. Yeah. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you, is the donut shop Simone's? Do you know what Simone's Donut Shop is? Uh, or is it just a generic donut shop? That, no, I, well, I worked at a gas station for a long time, and there was a, it was on a corner, and then there was a Vietnamese donut shop, like, in the strip mall behind us. So it was kind of about them, um, but, so I don't know that shop. Where's that? It's oh, right here. We gotta go. Yeah, we'll go sometime the best soon, donuts sure. on earth. Oh, okay. Uh, they, yeah, for sure. There's ice cream there. Coffee's, like, Fine, but we'll <laughs> I'm watching the show, and then it's like the pool. Like, I don't know, East Long Beach pool supplies are over here, and right. it looks exa- I mean, that's one of my clients, I know him well. Yeah, I text him, I was like, You gotta watch this show, <laughs> this, is, this is about you, yeah, but don't die, yeah. Uh, fair enough, no, no spoilers. Dude. Well, mm-hmm. that's he, he's dead already he's dead. In, the to, episode. in episode one, right? Uh, yeah, there's uh, kind of at the center of the show is a brother, sister, they're twins, and when we meet them, they're kind of both reeling from the a uh, couple uh, from the death of their father, basically, mm-hmm. who owned a, a little pool shop um, in Long Beach. Can you s- kind of summarize season one without t- spoiling it? Is there uh, is that a is that possibility? Yeah, uh, a Long Beach knucklehead joins a fraternal lodge. That's that's the uh, uh, that's the main thing. So it's, it's basically a younger man at loose ends um, whose kind of life has been taken away from him. Um, uh, he's been kind of living rough for a year and he um, he finds a ring on the beach um, with a metal detector and it's uh, he through a series of events he ends up it belongs to this fraternal order the ancient and benevolent order the lynx which um, we can get into all that later but it's <clears throat> it's like I can't wait it's not unlike the masons or the elks or something like mm-hmm. that um, and he knocks on the door and he meets a older man and that is just becomes a life-changing moment and he's drawn into this world um and he also has a uh, his twin sister uh also plays a major role uh in the show and um it's just uh, you know it's for me it is the show is a mix of the extraordinary and the ordinary it's about very grounded lives real people but there is this kind of surreal edge and this possibility of of magic that kind of is hovering over all of it, and that all comes through this this lodge. Um, so, the other way to describe it is it's kind of a modern fable. It's like a night squire story, um, and when that's how when we write the show, we're thinking in those terms. Like there's there's a quest, there's a grail. We never we never say that really, um, but it's kind of underlining everything we're doing. Um, and the other thing I'd say about it is it's it's for me it's I it's a comedy. Uh, I guess we're categorized as a drama, which is, I, I get it, we're an hour long, but like, it's about, uh, I think that there's a certain attitude towards life uh, that reigns over it is one that 
you can only laugh at the absurdity of life and just trying to get by. So um, that's a very long-winded way of describing it. I it is funny, dude. Oh, dude, I've seen I've seen well, an episode for well, sure. Well, my brother's my brother made me watch it because I don't watch shows, but he <laughs> would not stop calling me. He's like, I know you're gonna have something to say about this show once you see it, and. Uh, but he said it's like just kind of fun hanging out with these characters. Yeah. And I think he kind of nailed it. It's just like something's weaving you, like something's happening. Like there's there's a hook or whatever. Yeah. But also, you're just kind of hanging out. Right. You know, and when I said you're like the ideal viewer, I actually <clears throat> mean that in the sense that uh, there's the expectation that a show has to do certain things or, um, you know, have a big hook, whether it's like a murder or something like that. Uh, from the beginning, we were like, we love these characters. We love the actors who play these characters and we just want, want you to hang out, you know, like, um, I'd say an influential show for us is actually like cheers, you know? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so it. it's right like, my wheelhouse. it's like cheers <laughs> yeah. with, um, you know, conspiracies. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, pretty cool. I usually make fun of the people that are like, like trying to find stuff on the, on the beach with metal detectors, mm -hmm. but it worked out for this guy. Yeah. So maybe I should give it a try. <laughs> I mean, shit. What do we have to lose, really? Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't go any worse. I know that. Yeah. Uh, all right. How often do you look at, like, Rotten Tomatoes? I really don't look at any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. I. Your scores are great, though. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, we, I know we're, I, I feel very lucky because we have a lot of support from AMC. They, they know, we know we're not the walking dead. We don't have this, you know, um, we're kind of able to exist in our little, our little realm and the people who find our show really love it, you know, and I think hopefully with the second season we can build an audience, but in the end we are, for me, I, you know, we're making the show we want to make and, you know, you, we have no expectation that it's going to be some huge hit. Um, and we're lucky to be working in a time in television where you can't do that because there's so much, uh, being made right now and, to stand out, you know, we're we're trying to stand out by being quiet in a way, you know, like, like everything's that. trying to grab you by the throat, and I we're like that. we're a little more relaxed, I'd say. I've tried that; it didn't work for me. <laughs> uh, can wait, what I, I had a bunch of questions. Shit. Where did like this like where did this idea come from? Did you have something that it's based off of, or did you just like out of nowhere? We're like, damn, it's this is a forty nine because of the 40, 49ers. Uh, there's you can have several meetings. Um, uh, the 49 is, uh, that is one of them. It's also an allusion to a book by Thomas Pynchon called The Crying of Lot 49, which mm. it's just kind of a loving homage. Um, uh, but as, as far as like inspirations and what happened, um, I know there's a, it's, it's a very personal story really. And, um, the, the twins, the brother, sister, and their father, um, they, in addition to like, uh, Bill, the father, passing away. They, he lost his business, his house, foreclosure, and and uh, my family's been through all that, you know, and um, like a lot of families, and that the the kind of crash in two thousand eight. I think it was kind of like a slow motion catastrophe. It wasn't um, that affected a lot of people in ways that we're still feeling. And I think what it one thing it did is it kind of it it eroded a sense of the future for a lot of people that um, you just worked so hard just to like get by. Um, and you look at Long Beach, like the history of Long Beach in the post-war era, like it was, it was booming 
aerospace, um, all the allied industries, little, you know, uh, there was just a real sense that every generation would kind of have a, uh, would do better than their parents, you know, and I think Dud and Liz, as brother and sister, they're both about 30. They're of a generation where they're, go they're like, oh shit, you know, like what that future I thought was waiting for me is kind of no longer there. So that kind of like family losses, that sense of the future, uh, combined weirdly with a long-term obsession with like kind of secret societies and how they operate. And not so much like the sinister aspects of them, just the fact that like the Masons are this strange occult group, but it's like made up of like insurance salesmen and stuff. <laughs> yeah. who, like, you know, by day they, they were working in an office and at night they put on a robe and call themselves a Knight of the Brazen Serpent and all this <laughs> stuff. And I just love, I think that's a very human wish to kind of add a sense of grandeur to your life. And so all that, that was all kind of brewing. And then I kind of just had in my head this image that I couldn't get, get out of my, uh, that I couldn't escape of a young man knocking on a door and an older man opening it. And for whatever reason, that image was felt pregnant with meaning in some way. And, um, and that was a starting point. So at some point I just started writing it and, uh, I always, I always knew it would be set in Long Beach. There's actually, Long Beach has a long history of, um, there's, you know, there's some big Masonic halls still here. I don't know if you've been. I, like, I was going to say, you nailed it because they're like, they're all over the place, but no one ever thinks about them. Right. And I was like, there's one right by Parker States here. Yeah. And was that kind of, was that in your thought process? There's a few, there's a few. And, and that's, a, that's the thing. You drive by them and you don't notice them. Like you have to go, once you start looking for them, you start seeing them everywhere. Uh, so they, there's a large membership in Long Beach. The Elks had the largest uh, Elks Lodge in the country in the 60s. And then by the early 90s, it had been, it kind of, people stopped joining and it, you know, went bankrupt and foreclosed on. And um, so there's all over Long Beach, there are these little, little, little halls. Um, a lot of them are closed and some of them are, they're still open, but I don't know who's going to them, you know. So I'm I'm fascinated by that. It's always, you drive by and think like, what? Is going on in there you know these strange little buildings you said pregnant with meaning about two minutes ago and i don't think i've heard anything you've said after that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was awesome i'm gonna use that that's pretty yeah. dude you're gonna sound like oh yeah i know like and i i am probably the dumbest person in long beach <laughs> and i'm gonna start saying that and now my life's gonna change anyone says anything i oh no, it's, pre it's, it's pregnant, pregnant with meaning, meaning. yeah about six Our months show in. Is pregnant yeah. with meaning. second <laughs> trimester and uh it's meaning do, uh, do you know that Pat and oswald is like a big fan yeah, no, that's that's such a. Do you know him? Uh, I've met him once briefly. Um, he very so. I wrote a book about five years ago. Um, it's a collection of short stories, and it's it's all set in like Long Beach, kind of Orange County, Anaheim area, and it's it Go features ahead, plug your book, <laughs> Middlemen. Uh, yeah. It features a lot of the same type of people that are in the show, and um, Patton actually, I don't know, my somehow my editor got it to him and he, he loved it and blurbed it. And so we, we exchanged an emails. That was a while ago, but, um, I let him know the show was on and yeah, no, he kind of, he, he loves it. Yeah, so, sick. so that's great. And I'm a huge, I, I, I'm a huge Patton Oswalt fan. And, um, that, it means a lot to me that he's, he's a fan of the show. So I have a question. I, <clears throat> I always wonder stuff like, it's like, do you know what, like what the true lodge is and all that shit? Like you already know. And like, you're just going to string us along. Yes, that's kind of bullshit, actually. It, they, dude, that's and that's actually the reason why I don't watch shows because I get so pissed <laughs> yeah. off. I'm like, like, of course I want to know what the hell is going on. 
Uh, I know. I know the answer. Yeah, that's so, but I, I was wondering if you like kind of know and you're just writing towards it or you yeah. for sure know. That's He's probably cool, lying. He probably though. doesn't actually know. That's cool. No, he does because really? that's cool. That's One time I wrote a uh, Dude, screenplay. Dude, there's some weird shit with like blindfolds <laughs> and stuff going on. In I wrote lot. a screenplay one time. Yeah. Only one episode though. And it was very hard. Yeah. But you know, it was, I read it and it was pregnant know, with it was pregnant it. with meaning, which is it was nice. So you're just gonna like, damn it, that's just crazy. You just have it in your head. You're ready There's to like go. one, and I don't even know like what the the overarching question is yet mm-hmm. in the show. I mean, I, there's I have questions, but like, is there like this one thing that you already know, and then at the last episode, you know what? I know, happen? I know what the end is. You and do. So wow. There's how we get there is part of the fun but also you have to like be able to do the end in like one season two season or ten seasons right well that's the thing we never know when we're gonna get how many seasons we're gonna get um we kind of look at each season as like a movie like a long over 10 episodes it's a movie and we want it to be a satisfying movie but but there is kind of an end point for the for these characters in the story and for us i never want like the mystery to get in the way with just like to be i I always want the mystery to be or I should say, I want Dud and Liz on the couch watching TV to be as important and compelling yeah, as, that's what, as the mystery. And so. I haven't seen another show capture as well, just like showing people that are just doing nothing, <laughs> yes. which is true. That's what like what well Seinfeld. I mean, that's not well, a, yeah, but yeah. like, but like Seinfeld was before people just sat on their couch and watched TV. That's yeah. true. Used to go to a coffee shop. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked last week on my show. I got a freaking, I got a cup holder to put on my wall by my bed, so I don't have to leave my bed. <laughs> You might want to use this. I don't know. That's pretty And an good. extension cord for my phone charger. So, so you're like, just. So I'm just. Yeah. And I have my TV in my room. And yeah. I'm just. You know. I'm just shit. Hey, you can use our lives if you want. Like if you. Yeah. Ever do you want to? Run out of like juices. Yeah. Just, well. I don't know. Maybe. Well, can you have someone say life is great in the 908? That'd be huge. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to. You know what I like is. is there's I, yes. This, you know what, <laughs> know what one of my favorite things is. Is the Ernie. He has this one character. And like he'll always hear something someone say something and then he'll say it to someone else like he's like a real smart guy like you're about that's to do. me yeah yeah it reminds me of you a little bit oh so you probably been ca- you probably been watching out on me huh? yeah yeah okay. how, how do i get a part like what do i got to do um you need to uh yeah do I have to go to like acting you have to get school a, yes yeah get an agent um you go to the royal um royal academy of okay Shakespeare in but London. like i'll be will i be first in line will i jump to the front if i get oh, all absolutely this? all right absolutely, yeah Okay. Do you have a character that's a three-sport athlete at Millican High School? Uh, he was. We no, we have a guy. Uh, the guy, or Scott, our character is a big, yeah. big football player. I've always. I, he's kind of a douche. Yeah. Well, he's he's a, he's a, he's a nice guy. He grows a lot in the second season. You'll nice. see. Oh, um, he's a nice guy. He's yeah. a nice guy okay. with a douchey patrol. outer. Uh, hey. But hey, he, we all are. But, Same. but, but yeah. he he's definitely the of the ex jock. Uh, so nice. is Ernie. Ernie. Uh, Ernie played baseball. At Polly and. Scott uh, Scott went to Wilson, so he played oh, football yeah. Wilson. So there you go. No Milliken guys, not yet. We'll, 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 oh we'll, hell yeah! We'll, we'll get oh, keep us in eight yeah. August twelfth. Are you gonna ten o'clock? Oh, you should have someone come from Modern Day and everyone just shits on. You know what? Honestly, we already we did that this season, but it unfortunately got cut. So oh, really? yeah, but I wrote that in. Was <laughs> the, when was the Modern Day guy shitty? Smart. The, the Modern Day guy was playing a sociopath like the worst <laughs> the worst human being that's on earth. Awesome. that's yeah. the, all right good yeah. so you so, see a little retribution yeah how long does it take to shoot one episode um we shoot for uh let's see for the season it's about four and a half months mm. per episode we shoot 
eight day a- a- episodes. So you'll have seven days in Long Beach and then a day, in, and for that episode, one day. In, uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's seven days in Atlanta, one day in Long Beach. Okay. Um, yeah. Why did you guys pick Atlanta? Uh, for purely money reasons. It's okay. much cheaper. There's a tax break. Um, Buckhead and whatnot. Yeah, Buckhead. <laughs> it's like a city next to Atlanta. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of I don't know how to describe it. It's the Belmont Shore of Atlanta. It's kind of the yeah yeah I don't know. Traffic. No, that's not a good. I noticed more, on my on more my like second, the, cent- the century city of Atlanta. Okay. On my second time through, I, first time I ever noticed where you where like you could kind of tell it was Atlanta on one shot. No, there's a couple where, where there's like, just so many forest, trees. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, you that's, yeah that's pretty messed up. The Lost a lot of respect for you there, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, traffic is is bad in both places for yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you say action? Who says action? Uh, <laughs> I, I do not. Oh, okay. uh, I, I stand next to the director who says action. Okay. Or, you kind of whisper near you, like, you should probably say action. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah. So, we're, you know, I'm uh, in TV, the writer kind of is involved a lot more than in, 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 than in features. So I go to, I'm Atlanta the whole time. And so I'm on set working with the cast and the director. And it's all kind of just a big ongoing conversation trying to get get the scene right and um yeah so it's uh it's long days but it's a lot of fun what, what were you doing before this uh this is like a big break or you kind oh of yeah plugging along oh or? no i've had many failed careers um yeah like i said i worked at a gas station for five years yeah, why um, did that work out more what's that why aren't you still at the gas station uh it closed they tore it down oh, I, I would have stayed there for, i would have stayed there forever I was it a shell that was a chevron if it was a shell i can understand why <laughs> You know, they introduced Tekron, got rid of the people, you know? <laughs> I agree. Technology versus humanity, huh? Um, I did that. I worked, uh, I was a sports writer for a couple years uh, for the Orange County Register. Okay. Um, uh, I've had a ton of, like, restaurant jobs, hotels, um, temp, a million terrible temp Like, were jobs. you always writing on the side? A little bit. I didn't start writing, I'm 43, I didn't really start taking writing seriously until I was about 29, and I was working... Uh, then I worked. Time. Then I worked in plumbing. I was working in plumbing sales. So I did what Ernie does. I was selling toilets. Nice. And, um, so you just been through it. Yeah, I've that's had pretty a, sick. A few jobs. So I, so when I was doing the toilet, I, I took an adult education class, and that's kind of where I got started as a writer. And um, then yeah, through my thirties, I, I had a bunch of other jobs, and I started teaching writing um, in my thirties. I had a book come out. The TV thing totally came out of nowhere. I I was kind of desperate. I was looking for a teaching job, and I. I wrote this script. Um, uh, I had no idea. I wrote it as a writing sample just to maybe try and get a job on another show. Uh, and I had no idea how any of this works. But um, because of my book, I did have an agent who was – anyway, so it, it got passed along. And the day I sold the script, um, my rent check bounced. And uh, <laughs> so it was one of those things. You have to get to the bottom. Uh, you have to get to a low place before you get a break. That's my experience, anyway. Sick. Well, that's good. I'm running See, out of money, so yeah. yeah, mine could be coming yeah, real shortly. Yeah, your big break on the way. <laughs> Didn't so, you work for I Jeopardy? think we should try that. Just go oh, bottom. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you so, for Jeopardy. Yeah, I um, the yeah after plumbing, I I got a temp job at Jeopardy stuffing envelopes for wow. ten for ten dollars an hour. I did that for six months. I did such an amazing What'd job. What the envelopes say? Uh, they were like ticket promotions. Nice. Or something like that. Is Trebek a fraud? I, I'm the only guy that says, I like him. I don't think he's smart. I think he's smart. He is smart, but I also uh, think he his ego has been inflated over the years by having all the answers to all these yeah. questions. <laughs> I just I don't think he's smarter than me. He, yes, he and is. And I don't think I'm smart. 
He's smarter than well, you. Well, I'm actually yeah. pretty smart. You're smart. This guy, he pretends like, <laughs> see, I could play the dumb card because I'm dumb. This guy pretends like he could play the dumb card. This guy was a valedictorian. I, w- <coughs> I watched oh, Jeopardy well. last night for the first time. Have you seen this new, this guy? Yeah, yeah. That guy's a joke. He's so smart. He's like, and it was sneaky. Like, he all he had like 18,000. All of a sudden, he had 30,000, and I blinked. What a yeah, no, that's been fun. I the That was a fun job. Like, I was I was like a PA, so I was like getting coffee for people and stuff. But it was a fun place to work, and that was that was a while ago. So that was right after Ken Jennings, who was kind of the first big yeah, I remember yeah. that guy guy who kind of went off do you talk to all the, like the people on the show and the- i've 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 kind of lost touch with them um but they put lodge 49 as a as an answer or as a question oh, i think i saw that I saw yeah that. so that was so someone over there must know lodge 49 so it's it so it really cool um, that's pretty tight yeah how does who's, it f- who's captain i think that's my favorite character uh well the actor or the or the, like, just who's the, it based off of? uh it's a lot of that comes out of working in the plumbing industry i was always on job sites and it's such a shadowy weird little world and i remember there's this guy i swear to god this is true there's this guy kept hearing about this guy named smelly gary (laughs) that's how people and he was like i never met him but i would hear about him and he was some contractor who like Everyone kind of knew, but no one had ever met, and it was so weird to me. Um, and I was kind of obsessed. So I have a short story that kind of has. There's a similar type character, but Captain is basically of that of this kind of shadowy guy, who we spend a lot of time building him up, and then when he he arrives, um, it's I think it hopefully it's it's worth the wait because oh, yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell plays 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 him on the show, and he's amazing. Do you do you handpick the actors that play the roles? Are you the only one that does it, or do um, so? I work. Um, our showrunner is a guy named Peter Akko, who's amazing comic genius, and he and I, kind of, yeah, that's we were in there with casting and all the stuff about you know like production design and all that stuff. We 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 kind of are the filter for all that. So, uh, yeah, cast. I've never so I'd never worked in TV before, so doing that was one of the crazier aspects of it, like going sitting in a room and. Um, I can tell you after two minutes of it, I had my respect for actors just went through the roof because it's it's a really hard, brutal thing to do to walk into a room and just do this thing uh, mm-hmm. in front of like me and Peter, two idiots just on a couch, you know, I'm <laughs> staring at him, you know. So, um, so yeah, so we did all that, and that's a really fun part of the show. And our our cast, our our, our main, you know, principals are they're so good, and they just. Each of them has a quality that really matches, in their own life, um, the character they're playing, and so they it just they yeah that's that's the most fun is watching them do their thing because they they are amazing. What was your dad's business? Was it in Long Beach? Uh, yeah, no, he so he worked in plumbing as well. So um, he yeah so he he yeah he grew up in Long Beach, went to Poly, was drafted, served in Vietnam. Came back and he basically just his only goal in life was to get a job with air conditioning after being in the jungle for a year. So he answered a classified to work the order desk at a toilet seat factory in Paramount. And the interview was basically like, "Do you play softball?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, (laughs) no way." So you're in. So that's that's how he began his career in the plumbing industry. Um, And yeah, so he's had many ups and downs in it. Um, uh, So that world, I you know, I, I know pretty well and i i dipped into it for a while for a couple years so anyone tell you that he called me i so that's what i that's the funniest part about this like he's not like that at all so like i i don't know 
that made me very happy that he did that. He so. go, well, we did it. So our magazine always has a different theme, and one of them was like movies filmed in Long Beach. Yeah. And it was right like before your show came out. Oh, okay. But, like obviously the probably, you guys were probably all done y- filming. Yeah. Um, I think it was the week before the premiere, and he's and he said. Uh, he was like, tell me how we should do an article. Or, or, no, he wasn't telling me that. He was just like, tell me about it. Yeah. And I was driving and, and I was like on Bluetooth and he was like, I don't know. The connection wasn't great. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like saying, getting ready to be like, well, yeah, do you think you'd put us in touch with him? And he just kind of went, all right, thought you should know. And he, <laughs> and he hung up. And I was like, and then I was just, I was like, all right. And then I just, I probably should have like tracked the call, but I was driving somewhere yeah, and I yeah. forgot about it for a few days and. I uh, know this is great. But it cracked I mean, that's that's a very typical conversation. With my dad is always in a hurry to get off the phone with his, yeah. with his uh, whoever he's talking to. But then no one else is tight because I and then I tried to contact you on Twitter. You blew me off. No big deal. What? But, well, sad. well, I haven't been. When, when did you do that? Uh, don't worry about it. All right. But I this guy's Twitter, Twitter handle. This is when I realized that we're very similar. Well, that was gonna be one of my questions. Oh, it is. Yeah, but you can say it. It's Del. Ta- You're a big Del Taco guy. Yeah, Jim at Del Taco. That's insane. Because I've spent an ungodly amount of time in the drive through at Del Taco. <laughs> oh, life, so. same. Yeah. Are, what do you, are you a big Stoner Burrito guy or no? I, I my go to is it's now the number two. It used to be like the number. It used to be the number one, but it's combo burrito fries. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Have you For, ever, burrito yeah. and fries. Have yeah. you ever made it bold? Uh, I usually go straight. Okay. Yeah. Did so. you know what that? making it bold is. They Wait. put they put French fries in the. Oh burrito. yeah yeah yeah. Is that, a, okay, I didn't but know they, the term. you can do that to anything. Okay. This were I mean this revolutionized our this is a big moment in our lives. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, I get it. Because well, they used to have one on the menu that would do that, but you can actually just so you could do it to anything. I always okay. go quesadilla bold and burrito bold and then chicken soft taco <laughs> just bold whatever. Stuffing everything with fries. Yes, the fries are bomb. Yeah. Sue me. They are. You know? They have really good fries. I think they're very underrated. You know what I think you need to do if you're a true want to truly know Long Beach is you got to do the Dirty Verde, which is right over here in Palo Verde and the Stearns. Mm-hmm. You go to Simone's Donuts, you go to Del Taco, you go to Taco Bell on the same night. <laughs> it's been done multiple we could times. Yeah. Do, we could do it with you. We could start at Poor Richard's. You usually want to be a little drunk yeah. when you do this. And then you just, it's the Dirty Verde. Yeah, I I am... I'm so pro Del Taco. I mean, I'm like anti Taco Bell. I will say, you know, what same, I mean? same. So same. I, I really have to be at the loose end. But to at go this to Taco point, you got, you're you're probably very drunk when you're doing this. Yeah, fair enough. John, when he told me that we were going to try to get you on for an interview, this was probably what was a year ago or so. Probably like six months ago. When did when did when did your dad call John? When was that? Well, that was a long time ago. That's what I mean. That's what you told me. And but then yeah. you started looking him up, and you're like, John said that he was you. That, like, you guys were the same person. I don't know, dude. I'm watching this show, and I'm thinking, like, this thing is so my life. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, just everyone. You nailed it with Long Beach. And I'm just like, shit. That's pretty sick. How does it feel? Oh, this, I got a, qu- a good question. How does it feel to see created by Jim Gavin on the screen? Uh, it's nice. I mean, I'm, I'm one person involved in a massive thing. Yeah. Um, so, and honestly, I did, like, I never, if I had tried to do any of this, it wouldn't have happened. I would have. Like I really have stumbled into it. I was I had no real ambitions in television, um, and the fact that this script, this kind of weird little tale, has kind of gone made it through and uh, is a miracle to me. And the best part of it is the people who work on it are are wonderful. I I'm 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 the most spoiled person in television because wow, like sick. Peter, my creative partner, he. He's he's been in the business for 25 years. He's seen every aspect of it. He he never fails to tell me like 
it's not usually like this. <laughs> you know? So so if this is the only thing I ever do in television, that's totally fine by me. I've been very lucky. You should be like a inspirational speaker. Just be like, don't try. <laughs> if, if, don't no ambition. That's Hit rock bottom. That's actually my advice to young writers is you have to give up. <laughs> Once you give up trying to make it, then you'll actually write something good. Um, so, yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. That's my I'm, TED I'm talk. I'm very close. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and it's on AMC. Like, AMC's a sick net- network. Like, there's always some epic shows on AMC. Absolutely. Like, that's got to be cool. Yeah, no, I mean, that was – I. you know what? And they were the only the – only network that had any interest there um so uh, you know some of my favorite shows i'm a big Mad Men guy and um and i I really like the walking dead although i did tune out once glenn got killed i don't know well spoilers yeah so um (laughs) well now i'm definitely not gonna watch yeah uh but no they glenn gets killed they they give a lot of uh support to the writer and um Mm. and trust trust the writers and the creative teams to kind of uh, do their own thing. So yeah, no, we we really did land in the, at the at the best place. So Paul Giamatti is an executive producer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How do you, how well do you know him? Uh, is that John Adams? Yeah, that is John Adams. Uh, really well at this point. He is an amazing guy. Um, he that was uh, a, helped get the show sold. Um, so he and his uh, producing partner Dan uh, they they got attached to the script early on, um, and when it went out and everyone passed amc took it and so he's been involved from the beginning um he he makes kind of a spectral appearance in the first season i don't know if you caught that did you I, see it i don't know enough about okay. like there's a I literally don't know paul giamatti it was john adams i know he's okay, a star, but like his his voice his very distinct voice and we have okay. a um You'll hear his voice throughout the first season. In those, okay. Like, if you try to, I'm telling you, if you try to sneak Costanza in there, I'll catch it. Okay. But I, I'm, I don't uh, watch a lot of shows. But yeah, no, he's fantastic. He, he, he loves all the same stuff that I love. He's a big reader. And we kind of both have this, these obsessions with kind of these weird, obscure uh, writers and old books and stuff. So uh, yeah, he's been an amazing uh, advocate for the show. And can you tell him to stop? playing the villain in his roles because i'm starting to hate him a little bit i'll pass that along to him because like he's so good at it and every time i see him in those villain roles i'm like dude this guy's a scumbag you know (laughs) he does it well did you see um shoot him up no i haven't that's really fun and it's with he and clive owen and he plays the bad guy and it's it's very over the top uh hilarious kind of action ridiculous it it, it kind of flew under the radar it's about six or seven years ago okay i'm gonna check um but yeah, it's 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 Paul being prime prime villain. Okay. Yeah. I need him to go back to John Adams or something. Just give me something light so I could be like, yeah, you know what? I do like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is I, he in Long Beach right now? He's not yet. He'll be here. Um, I think next week he's going to. He come wants out. to join us at Port Richards. He can. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can make make it happen. Um, you guys should <laughs> visit the set at some point while we're here. Oh, I'm waiting. By the way, Where, well, you let me tell you what happened. So the only I've been trying to get in touch with you, and. It, I've also been done. So one of my best clients, one of my best friends, is East Long Beach Pools and Spa Supply. <laughs> yeah. Who I mean, this set's got to be based off his freaking store. No, we scout. Like and I always knew, I always knew it. But like yeah. I brought our production designer down there to look. And then at that. his That's daughter sick. is in college and ha- it was interning with us for a while. Oh, okay. I was telling her, I was like, you got to watch this show. If she didn't have Hulu, I was like, you got to, yeah, you got to figure this thing out. Last over or like, I don't know, two months ago. And then you guys like put a 
you wanted to film at her house. Like oh, at, really? in Lakewood Village. Oh, they live wow. in Lakewood Village. I don't think they called you. Okay. But she sent me she sent me this picture of like the the location manager's number or whatever. She's like, Look, they, they wanted to film at our house. Yeah. That's sick. Anyway, that- and then so but that's how I ended up getting in touch with you and then uh just a couple days ago we were passing out our magazine, Lakewood Village, and you guys were filming on like three streets over, I want to say on the stand bridge or something like yeah. that. And oh yeah, yeah. And I asked one of my distributors because they passed out the magazines, all the homes. I was like, "Ask who that show is." I bet it's Lodge Forty Nine, and it was. Oh yeah, no, we're and, there today. Oh, we're cool. right, we're yeah, right. no, right where we are. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. That's the craziest part about because, like, like last year, I you know, uh, me and my dad, we play. We're both really bad golfers. We play on these really crappy muni courts. We usually play at Bixby. I was, I knew it was Bixby. That and and then course. we're shooting there. And it, it's mind blowing to me. Like, that's the thing. Like, why I say I'm like the most spoiled, lucky person. Because, um, like, a lot of people, you know, writing on shows, but it's a show about a vampire, or a cop, or whatever. All these things. Like, uh, to be able to make a show, like that's kind of incorporates things things from my actual life. It's I don't know who get who gets that. It's a very rare thing. So. Um, so I love that stuff. Yeah. And, and shooting in the neighborhoods is a lot of fun. It's awesome. Man. That's incredible. And that's it. The other thing, my brother and I, we were like, you hit us so like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> hit it home hard something? Uh, I forget what it is. I'm, you hit it. Me, you I'm hit dumb. It. We hit something. It hits hard to home. It hit, yeah. It hits close to home. Hits close it's, to home? It, yeah. So I don't know. You pr- impregnated my feeling. <laughs> what did you, what? something. Meaning. It's, it's yeah, pregnant you, with you, meaning. You, you I'll never Impregnated my meanings. <laughs> Because the joke about the uh, bench on a municipal golf course, <laughs> like my brother and I went three like three times in a row golfing where we were playing with the spouse of the person who died for the bench. <laughs> like two years ago, we had this amazing stretch, and he's just texting me. He's like, "I'm telling you, this show is gonna hit, is it gonna hit you hard home, pregnant shit." And I was just like, "You're right." Uh, that makes me very happy to hear. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks for joining us. This was fantastic, guys. Uh, just let us know when you need us as extras or anything. Like, maybe one of your actors is sick and you need to fill in. I got you. Um, I'm yeah, more of a drama guy, so okay. this will work out for me, but we'll Ooh, see. Right. If we give you a couple of hats, like, maybe just one of them is wearing them in one of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be yeah. sick. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. wow. We're yeah. going to be famous, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. It's awesome. I don't know what it is about this city. What a guy. Lodge 49, August 12th, new season. Here's what I got something for you. We as a pod should watch every ep- one episode per week mm-hmm. and, and, and break it down on the show mm-hmm. for our listeners. It's a Long Beach show, and it, I think that we could just get everybody I'm, together. I'm telling you, we could you, unite people here. Yes, we could. And if you listen to this podcast, you're going to like this show. I can't. It's not like I don't want people to think it's like crazy, like like shameless. Um, I've never seen that show, but I assume it's like crazy, and you got to see the next episode like crazy. I don't know. Maybe, shameless? Maybe that's a bad example. I just know that's a show people have watched. I've never even heard of that show. Yeah, I mostly just heard of it last weekend. But oh, okay. So, okay. It's not like a show like. Like, I don't know, The Bachelorette, where you got to know what's going to happen next week. It's like a show where you kind of got to know what's going to happen next week, but it's all also a good time to watch. They're talking about Long Beach. You're hanging out. What do you mean you don't have to know what happens next well, week? Well, you do. You actually do. <laughs> That's you know how not some, good. You know how some of these shows, like, uh, 
they like it's such a hook at the end of every episode. Yeah, like it's crazy, and and the whole show is about the hook. That's like Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, so the whole show is not about the hook. The whole show is about the body. Is what oh, I'm saying. I get it. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, it, what's that well, why don't you bullshit break it down? book that I had to read because my brother got it for me for Christmas? It's a chick book, and it's like a, the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. No, uh, oh, the I've game. Uh, it's the one where the girls, the archer, they made movies out of it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yeah. Your brother got you that? For Dude, when? like five or six years ago, oh. my brother gets us all the Hunger Games for, for Christmas. Dude. Before it was famous, he's like, you guys got to check out this book. I love it. And it turns out to be the like biggest chick book of all time. I thought I thought you meant recently. No, 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 no. Because that would be a great book. But gift. if you ever read that book, it's like every, par- every chapter is like three pages long, and it's just like this massive hook at the end of every paragraph. And it's just Oh, like, really? Oh, I don't mind that then. That that would keep You me. would like it. Yeah, it that's... is it actually good. Did I finish it in two days? Yes. Oh, you finished the books? Oh, yeah. Oh, the one, first one. Just oh, the first there's one. Two, there's two more. No, nah, I was over it. Oh, you hated it that much? It's just it's a waste of time. It's just a hook. You're not really enjoying it. You're just you're being hooked. And that's what I'm saying about Lodge 49 is you enjoy it past just the hook. So you're, you're basically numb to, like, the thrill. You're numb to the thrill. I'm numb to everything, Paul. That's insane, dude. Look at me. Uh, it's a great show. Great show. Jim Gavin is the man, by the way. Yeah. Also, Joy. Oh, yeah. Dude, she was unreal. Oh, also, when you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, we're going to be with the cast all day. With they, the actual, with it's Kurt Russell's son. That guy's who? sick. The main actor is Kurt Russell's son. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's epic. And dude, some of these stars are pretty real. I'm going to be seeing Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. I think, I'm actually calling it. I think we're going to get drunk with Paul Giamatti tomorrow. No way. I do think that. Should we bring beers? Not to the set. I think we're going to go out to a bar after. I do. Oh, you think? Yeah. I hope so. He's probably going to be listening to our interview. Yeah. I wonder if he heard me talking smack on him. I didn't talk smack. It would be a sick thing, though, Giamatti, Paul, is if you bought us, uh, like, drinks tomorrow. Or, like, a car. Yeah. Because you know he's got some money. He's got so many movies. We could be the sober driver. He gives us a car. I don't mind that one bit. Yeah. I can not drink for one day. Did it yesterday. Uh, actually, no. I had wine last night. <laughs> Damn it. I was watching The Bachelorette, dude. I, I was planning on not drinking yesterday, and I got a free gin and tonic. You know what? I was thinking about Joy. Mm. And I was... Th- I, well, uh, well first off, you can explain who Joy is? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Joy is... What, what, she's got to be like the PR person or something? Yeah, she works for AMC, because the show's on AMC. Yeah, she's got to be the PR drove person. Down, drove down from Santa Monica just to sit in this office with us. It's cool. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking about baby names first, mm-hmm. and then I was thinking, Joy, like, your parents have to be so bold to name their kid Joy. Like, yeah. that's very... Because if you have a slightly depressed kid... I know. Like, that's tough. Then they turn into gothic. That's probably. what I'm saying. But yeah. Joy is epic. Like oh, she, she was joyful. She That's exactly. She fulfilled her name like it was yeah. nothing. Like, she walked in the room and was like, ah. You think your middle name's full? Joyful? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> All right. Uh... Let's get to the rest of the show. Okay, so that's what we're doing. Watching it one episode a week, and we're going to break down the episode when on the air. When the new season air. comes out, or, the, or are we going to start well, with the old season? we got to start with the old season, then we work up to the new season. So when do people start? Are you going to tell them? Is it this week? or? I'm or? Start, well, I'm starting this week. Okay. Next week's episode, we're, we're doing a breakdown. We're talking about episode one of Lodge 49. Next week. I'm telling you, people are not going to be able to just stop at one episode, because the thing about the show is it's all about the hook. 
you got to watch the next episode. Was that a joke? Yeah, but it's also kind of true. Basically, everything I said, I just don't listen to me ever. Okay. I'm, now you're just confusing me. Let's move on before I just... Okay. I might just stop recording. I might leave. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's keep going. All right. A couple segments before we break this thing down. I got one for you. It's a wait what? Paper Wings World Finals. Jake Hardy, Long Beach local, won this airplane competition, paper airplane competition, with a toss of 186 feet. Jake Hardy, the Paper Wings World Finals. Wait, what? Yeah, what? I've been seeing this all over the place. This we know. Do you know this guy? I know, I know, Jake, I know Hardy. Jake Hardy. He played baseball at Wilson. Yeah, good guy. I haven't seen him in a couple years. All of a sudden, he's throwing airplanes for a living. Well, not for it was a, in, he probably is not making a living. Yeah, it it was, he was in Austria. Yeah, travels the world to fly paper airplanes, and he wins. Wait, what? He won the whole thing. How many people were in this thing? Is what I want to know. <sighs> I mean, there's got to be a lot if it was the I, if it was a world competition. I have a lot of questions. Huh. Did he? Make do you have to make your own airplane, or is there someone who's really good at making the airplanes, and then you just throw it? Well, we have to get them on the show. That's yeah, we're getting them on the show. We have so many questions. This is a weird, weird situation. We're gonna get them on the show. I think it should be where you have to make your own airplane. See, I think so too. Because, because you probably can build it to your personal throw, right? But if it's all yeah, I guess so. Because if it's all the same. Well, if it's all the same paper airplane, then it's all about technique mm-hmm. and about your arm strength. Right. So, so. But what if what if one of those airplanes wasn't made as well? I think that should be on oh, you, yeah, not on the you. person that's mm-hmm. making all of them. You uh, know what I mean? Unless it's factory with, made, but everybody's everybody's well, talking about robots now. With folding and creasing, you know, just the slightest little thing. So it should be like the best. Architect is the best paper airplane maker or right. geometry. Well, major. it's a it's a combo. It's a combo sport. Yeah, I don't know. We gotta get this guy on but the show. This guy, no joke. This thing pictures all over the internet with him like holding the American flag, like he won the yeah. Olympics, like behind him, like draped in it, and he won the, the There world. seemed like a lot of people in there in that building. Yeah. Hundred and eighty six feet. That's pretty far. I wonder if there's a note inside. Yeah. Oh, did he write something? Do you like me? <laughs> he must have wrote. You have to write something. Got it. What color was well, it? Well, otherwise, why are you making it? What color was it, you think? Probably white. Most common color. Did they use, what kind of paper, paper did they use? Construction paper? Because that See, will make it fly, fly a little farther. farther. See, that's not fair. Yeah, you probably, oh, did he pre-make it? Does and it have bring the, it over or did he make it there? That little metal thing on the nose that like kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Like a paper clip? No. What metal thing? You can't use metal things on a paper airplane. Right. Dude, I was so bad at making paper airplanes. I can't make them. I, but I was good at throwing it. Well. Beca- well, I don't know why. So I would have people make one for me, and then I'd throw it mm-hmm. and pretend like, oh, check this out. Yeah. You know? Trying to take the credit a little bit. That's what we should do. See, is it like a uh, – is it like NASCAR? Like, yeah, the driver drove it, but – he ain't the pit crew, oh. doing all the work on the car. Yep. I got some questions here. We're getting Who's on show. part of his crew? Either way, that's pretty epic. I wonder if he lives in Austria and just saw this, stumbled or did into he the finals, or did he? Or did he? <laughs> no, go? I'm pretty sure he lives here. Or did he, so he 
flew to Austria? Well, someone told me he's here now, so maybe he lives in Austria and came home for like a to like bring the flag to America and like meet Donald Trump. I don't know. But, Do you think he's going to the White House? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe this is the maybe the maybe like just they'll send Barack because he's not in the White House now. Barack. 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 I feel like at least some president should meet him. Clinton. Yeah. Someone should meet this guy. I Who mean, he's out there life? throwing airplanes for our country. Jimmy Carter is alive. Saw him the other day. Barely. At a, at a game. Baseball game. Oh, yeah? Or maybe it was a basketball game. One game, I saw him. Huh. Didn't look great, but yeah, he's, he's got to be he's old. He's hanging on. He's got to be old. Probably, is Nixon alive? That's a guy. No. I don't. I have no idea if he's alive or uh, dude, dead. Dude, there's nobody in the office to, to ask. Yeah, it's brutal. I Wait, w- we have like 10 minutes on the show. You want to bet that someone's going to walk in on that damn door? Oh, no question about yeah. it. It's 10 a.m. There's are no question to go, about it. Are we trying to go first ever episode with no one walking on the door? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna rush it. I'm not gonna rush. It. I got a couple more segments here for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a, a a Q a QFU from the audience. What's that mean? A Quifu from the audi- audience. Questions for us. Okay. From the audience. Do you want me to pl- let's play? Let's play the the question. It was it was a voicemail. Hey, quick question on Mayor, Mayor Garcia's uh, aquarium. Edition. Is that where they're going to be holding Long Beach State's new mascot? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. A good question. I'm going to say the shark mascot will not be at the aquarium because there's a shark lab mm, on campus. State. I've never seen this shark lab. Is there sharks in there? In the lab? Yeah, I've never seen it either. Everybody keeps saying we got to get this guy on, too. Yeah, some shark expert. I'm and I'm in, and I'm. I I don't doubt the shark lab, but I have heard about it for like people always talk about how much they love it, but I don't think anyone actually knows what it like what what's going on. Also, I know. I I know this guy. That's so cool. We have a shark lab. Like, what the? What does that mean? It's. Am I supposed to know exactly what that means? I don't think it's cool one bit, actually, and (laughs) I think you're a sick son of a bitch if you work with sharks. Yeah. These are the type of guys that like spiders and like bees and yeah. I got no time for that. No, I'm I'm I don't like animals that hurt you. No. no. Well, they're I don't know. Well, I get there's any animal can hurt you, but right. Sh- those but sharks, bees, spiders. Those are for sure. Yeah, they want they want to hurt humans. Harry Potter marathon was on last oh, weekend, God. by the way. Memorial Day weekend, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I missed it on that one that used to be ABC Family, and then they changed the. No, it was on USA. Really? Yeah, you're talking about Freeform. Freeform. Yeah. They realized that none of their shows were like yeah. even like remotely okay for families exactly. to watch. Exactly. So they stopped going at ABC Family. I still call it ABC Family, <laughs> Sam, family though. I'm not, afra- this I'm not is, afraid of it. This is Shoot Your Shot Family. <laughs> Don't f*** with us. Oh, man. Uh, we were all, we almost had it. Yeah. This whole, epi- this whole episode, you didn't say the F word once, and now I got to bleep it out. Yeah. Gosh. All right, uh, yeah, so there was a Harry Potter marathon on, and I watched it all day Sunday. It was great. Um, follow the spiders. That's why I, I yeah, thought of that. I remember that. Did you? How scary are those sons of bitches, those freaking- uh, The spiders? Yeah. Yeah, they keep their cool way too- Like, there's no way. If there was a spider that was as big as this room right here, I'd be freaking yeah, out. There's no- And they're running inside. It's just like- there's no way you don't just get into the fetal position and cry sobbing until they eat you alive and die a just very painful death. Like, that's what I would do. I'd probably run 
I would be screaming, yelling, crying in the fetal position, trying to cover all my holes up. Well, that makes sense for you because there's no way you outrun that spider. Well, yeah. They're, they're, they're spiders. They're faster than you. You're not going to do it. All right. So we're taking Queefus from the audience. Hey, I got it. Uh, from here on out, and yeah. nobody's called. Queefus, uh, questions for us. 562-430-2735. Mm-hmm. Also subscribe to the show. Also subscribe to the show. If you're a first-time listener, first off, what are you doing? Where have you been? Right. Like we've been on for a while. Yeah. And like we bring the heat every single day or every week. Dude, yeah. we should have a show every day. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Oh, I, I wish we had a show every day. I know. But people think we're not making an impact. Actually, I don't think people think that. But we just announced the news today. Remember, we teased this a little bit earlier. Our first ever like solid us making a huge impact in Long Beach. We announced on our Facebook and Instagram today and website. The new brew pub going downtown. It's going to be this oh. huge new brew pub in the oldest building in Long Beach. Massive place. And because one of their owners listens to our show, it'll be the first brewery in Long Beach to serve Coors Light. I remember. And that we- happened on our show. And people think that we're just making jokes, just, you know, goofing around. But no, we're impacting the lives of people. Everybody thinks we're just a couple of scumbags. Yep. Mm-hmm. In this city. Yep. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. We're changing uh-uh. lives here. I think we broke that news. Didn't we break that news last time? We said, we said there was some. We oh, teased we were it. thinking about it. We know and we it happened? It. What happened? Well, today they announced, like, no one knew where we were talking about. So there's going to be brew, regular brew beers and Coors Light? Yeah. And shots and stuff. At a brewery? Yeah, it's sick. How many times have we said Can't this? wait for Ballast Point to go out of business now, baby. How many times have we said it? We love breweries. They're great. Yeah, they're but great. everything is... I hate drinking those shitty beers. Yeah. Yeah. I wish... What'd I say? We've been saying this for years. I wish Ballast Point had Coors Light. I'd be there every day. Every day. But guess now where I'm going to be every day? Alter Society Brewing Company downtown. We got to come up with a sick nickname. Yeah. Alter Society Brewery downtown is going to be tough to say every day. What's the acronym? It's in right now. ASBC. ASBC. What? Bruco. Brewing Company. Bruco. Well, no, but I feel like that's, that's everybody everyone. will be called Bruco. Alter. Praise Alter. Alter. There it is. Thank God. We knew it. Thank you. We knew it. Welcome, Steph. I was waiting for somebody to walk in. I knew it. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you. Oh, uh, what did we have? To, what do we want to ask? We have something that we have something that we need to be looked up, but I forgot what it was. I totally forgot. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe we'll think about it. Spelling bee? Something? No, I don't know. I forget. My brain is, we all know my brain is toast. very small. <laughs> Absolute toast. I got no no brain whatsoever. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. So that's sick. Oh, wait. I had something else to say about that. Mm, maybe not. Coors Lights? Coors Lights. Shots. Oh, man. I had a shot the other day. Dude, I was buckled the other day. Nice. What day? Sunday night. Oh, my gosh. Was it Sunday? Oh, oh yeah. That's what I was say. Should we get a percentage of all the Coors Light sales at this place? Ah, founders' rights, keepers, something, finder's fee. I think you make a good point. Ah, I think it's a very good point. I think it needs to be explored. And not even – and when we're talking percentage, I don't even need 100%. No. Give me five. Yeah, give us like 50. one. Just let us be able to say that. Yeah. Make one. it like point oh one. That's fine. Give me a penny for every Coors Light. We'll take bolt. the foam. That's not Give bad, us the foam. Actually. 
a penny for every Coors Light sold. If oh. this thing's in business for about 25 years, yeah. I'm rich. At least, yeah. I, I think know. we should set the price anyway. for Coors Light. We should set the price for Coors Lights. Oh, yeah. And Starting let's, at $2. You can tell people that we basically are getting a percentage, even though it's maybe not true. True. All right, let's get to it. 908 Athlete of the Week. This week, Spencer Steer, hmm. University of Oregon. He's, he's the all-time RBI leader at the University of Oregon. Whoa. Isn't that good? That is good. And single-season record holder. For fi- He has 57 RBIs this game, or this year. Wow. Single-season record holder. Good for Spence. We got to get him on the show. 129 all-time. Oregon, as you remember, went out of... Uh, they the baseball team was disbanded. I think that's disbanded. Is that a, is that the word? Could For a be. while, they yeah. shut it down, but then they brought it back. D i s b a n d e d disbanded. Yeah, and he he set the record t- this year, so that's pretty sick. Former Milliken guy. Good. Congrats to him. Good. I don't think they made it to the. Uh, is the, the World Series already going on? And stuff. It's about to start. Okay. By the way, I don't. You probably don't follow this at all, but. The the NCAA, when it comes to college baseball, hates the West Coast. When is someone just going to blow up the NCAA? I don't know. There's not one. Is there one person on earth who likes him? No. Everyone hates him. Well, everybody probably in the NCAA likes themselves. But that's. It it takes one guy to go to war, but I don't. Nobody has the courage to stand up to him. No one's got the courage. And is, I would. Is this us? But I would get swallowed up by I the NCAA. I don't even really have a beef against them because I don't really deal with them. But, I mean, I know everyone hates them. Oh, there's nobody that likes the NCAA. Nobody. Let's blow it up. I'm down to go to war with them. I don't know how, though. Mm. Do we just start tweeting at them until, what, they block us? We just start NCAA? That's not a bad idea. I don't know what it's going to stand for. What is it right now? National College Association of Athletics. Let's just add of America. Ooh, that's good. NCAA. National College Association but, of Athletics What do we of start with? Let's get, uh, let's get Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we just grab Cyprus, well, we community, got a grab Cyprus Community College, no problem. Yeah, we could. We could probably get LBCC. We know Dominic. His dad's a yeah, dean. Yeah, true. So, yeah, it starts soon. And no – like, every team – Every college in the West, the West Coast, on the West Coast, like plays each other in the Super Regional. Cool. So they're trying to like get rid of as many West Coast teams as possible. In mm-hmm. one of the regions, the Stanford region has all California schools. Like, how did that even happen? It's Where pr- is the NCAA? Where are they located? See, people don't know anything about this. They control our lives. I think they're everywhere. They're like that that camera thing. They probably remember that nine hundred eight undercover went through yesterday oh, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. They probably got cameras set up everywhere. I'm just saying. By the way, a quick shout out to Poly Track and Field. Mm. They won a state championship yeah. in the most, uh, you think, uh, story of all time. Like, of course, Poly <laughs> Track and Field won a state championship. <laughs> See, I don't get it. Why is Poly so fast and I'm so slow? I don't. It's actually, it's honestly pretty wild, though. Yeah, like, see, there's that word "wild" again. Yeah. Now you don't. Now do you get it? I get it. F- All right. When it's, I think wild, let's be honest. I'm first thing girls going wild. This being wild that they keep winning—that is pretty wild. 
Am I going to describe Lodge Forty Nine as wild? Ah. Ooh, how did your uh, how'd your shower thing work? Oh, the cup holder in the shower yeah, is going off. Is it a game changer? It completely. Like I have to. It's completely changed the game. Have and, you? Have you? How much water have you wasted? Uh, I mean, not more than usual. I I generally waste a lot of water yeah. in the shower. So it rained recently, so you're okay. Of course, it's fine. What it mostly did is, like I said, I mostly got it for the the coffee in the morning in the shower is unbeatable. Yeah, like I had the beer one time. I mean, just that was more for that was more for show. Mm -hmm. Am I gonna be drinking a ton of beer in the shower? No. Uh, have I had a few LaCroix? Yes. Well, duh. Well, it's just well, that's just life these days, huh? Welcome to 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the real game changer is waking up, getting the coffee going, and you're drinking it in the shower. And it just it speeds things up while slowing things down. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I totally agree. Instead of rushing shower, rushing coffee, I'm slowed down in the shower with my coffee. Be quick, don't hurry. Don't be quick, don't hurry. If you're late, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, forgot. Rating. John Grossi rating of the show today. How did you do? What do you give yourself? Out of 10? Yeah. Six. I'm right there with you. I'd say (laughs) 6.1. Because you... uh, We didn't have anything to get pissed. You're pretty average. You were average today. Yeah. You you might have been you you might have been most average as possible. You want to give me something to piss me off and then I'll rise right away. Mm-mm. No, okay. Mm-mm. Oh, see, well, I'm not. Oh, like, I forgot to. T- you I've... wouldn't name me Joy. I you you would name me bummed. <laughs> Bum is actually a real is a name. Bum Grossy. Bum Grossy. That's not bad. No, your first kid should be Bum Grossy. Bum Grossy. I kind of like that. How <laughs> did you? All right, that's it. Wait, Call us. You, do you want your rating? 10 i already told you oh no nine nine point six. 9.6 it's 9.6 every single uh every show opposite of 6.9 because i'm close to i'm because i'm close to i'm close to 10 but not perfect because we all know that there's only one perfect perfect person out there uh all right you got anything else 562-430-2735 give us a call for the queefus subscribe send the show to a friend and we're all watching Episode one on Hulu or AMC of Lodge 49 this week. Come prepared. That's the homework. Come prepared. That's your homework. Shoot your shot. And I'm not one for homework. Oh, let's not call it homework because I hate that. Mm. What should we call it? Uh, Field trip. Yeah, it's a field trip. Take a field trip into the land of Lodge 49. I like that. Okay. Life is great in the 908. Shoot or shoot. So shoot your shot.
tricks out eats. You know the rules, crossover dribbles, taking you to school like that. Next time, remember who you're playing. You gets no mercy. Know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach. Two for the layup, catch you on the rebound. Game over, stay up. Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Oh, oh, what you wanna yeah. do? Hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?